0: As a father of a child who has special needs, it's important to remember not to take myself too seriously all the time. Sometimes what comes out of that child's mouth is golden, and I just have to stop, smile, maybe even laugh about it, and not worry about what I just heard or what he just did. There are so many unpredictable moments, and there are blessings in the ordinary. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our Focus on the Family Parenting team. And we're going to hear now a conversation Focus President Jim Daly and I had with Julie Hornock. She talked about ways she's learned to find joy while raising her daughter, Lizzie, who has autism.
1: You had another funny story, which was a dad named Kirk, I think, who had a son, JJ. Yeah. What was his situation?
2: Yeah, he, he went into the dry cleaners with his son, and his son was unhappy with him because he had said no to ice cream. And all of a sudden, he just hears just this ripping sounds. And this is a grown man, you know, it's like an eighteen year old. And he had
1: tactile issues too, yeah, which is a common thing. Tactile
2: of- issues. So he just started getting angry and ripping his clothes off. And so he stripped them all off in the middle of the in the middle of the dry cleaners, naked, just right. there. I was like, yeah, one less Pants. I tough, think you get clean. the
1: better end of that with the pat on the belly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. count your blessings. We mm-hmm. had many, many
2: naked times in uh, our lives. So I geez. could, yeah, yeah <laughs> that was sure. just, you know, yeah. but not when she, as an adult,
1: thankfully. That's for her. part of it, right? It's just, yeah, yeah the, uh, the sensory thing is another big issue, oh, like is. lotions or sunscreens mm-hmm. or shampoos or toothpaste or tags yeah. on clothing. Yeah, tags on clothing. Mm-hmm. So if your child is early on exhibiting, you know, a problem with those things Mm -hmm. that can be an indication that you need some input john your son zane was nonverbal for a while which is kind of again a common characteristic Mm -hmm. but that changed and actually went to the other extreme where you couldn't keep him quiet he's making up for
0: lost time if you can if you put it that way so a lot of kids with autism adults with autism can't communicate and zane he was slow to bring sentences forth. I mean, he was four or five, probably. But there was a time when I had him at the park, and I I just get irritated sometimes by little noises, like in a car. It just drives me crazy. I, maybe it's a sensory issue I have. But we were in the park, and, and he started saying, Daddy. And I decided to figure out how many times he was saying, Daddy, without responding to my yes. And it was like 10 times a minute that he huh? was saying, Daddy, wow. Daddy daddy and i i started to get irritated and then i realized but it's good because a he's talking and b he's got a daddy to say something to mm-hmm. him and then and then he started talking a lot and it's sort of like no filters and just he's really good right now with verbal skills mm-hmm. and he can talk with people a lot he can use big words um
1: but again that's not everybody's journey right it's, of course it's just making mm-hmm. up for lost time as yeah. i said Julie, I was intrigued by um, something you've said, and this is it, that you cannot actually grieve until you realize autism is forever. Mm-hmm. Now, before people jump on that as a Christian, you can pray. You can ask God to heal <laughs> yeah. your daughter. We get that. We understand that. Yeah. But uh, differentiate that, that realization that that's true. I'm sure you and your husband prayed that God would intervene.
2: Of, of course. Right. Yeah.
1: But then move to that idea of grieving Autism is something you deal with for yeah. a lifetime.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, in my head, um, we were veering off course, and it was going to be two years. And so I had in my head she wow. was diagnosed at two, and I don't know what was in there that I thought, we're just going to go strong, we're going to go hard for two you years. can fix this. And we will fix this, mm-hmm. and she'll right. be back to typical um, by four. And so when four came around, um, she was really – not even communicating with us at all. She had some language but wasn't able to have any connection still. Mm. We had no connection and I think it really hit me hard and um, where I went from the place in my mind of taking it from parent because so when you are a parent and you know you're going to become a parent you parent for 18 years you send your kid to college and then you put them off into the adult world and you enjoy all those phases but you go from parent to caretaker um, and lifelong caretaker comes in with that where you realize um this child isn't on the same trajectory is not she may not go to college she may not ever have a family and so you have to really work on that and for me that came in just a really I was just struggling really really badly Um, and my mom was i just have a great really helpful mom and she came and she was helping me um with everything with the kids so she took the kids to school and she looked in my fridge and she's like julie you know you got to get food today like that's your one job and so i was like okay i'm like i can do that i will do it so i like had moms won't understand us but we have like a mommy uniform right like we have this (laughs) we have this like these flannel pajama (laughs) pants That are a solid color so we can wear them out and not get called out on oh, it you know <laughs> and so i went to walmart in this alf- my mommy uniform and i got all the food and i got it home and i was like really proud of myself because it was a lot on me um and i put it all on the counter and that was just all i had to give i mean it was it and so i lay down on the couch and i willed myself for the rest of the day to just get up off the couch and put the food away and i just couldn't do it um because I was grieving. And mm. so you realize mm. when you get to that place, um, my mom actually got home that day and she's like, What has happened here? You know, all the food had spoiled and um, that was sitting on the counter that had gone and gotten at the store. And it's just that place of grieving where you really need to take it and realize, okay, this is lifelong. Your life is going to look completely different than you thought it was. Yeah. And you have to actually take what you thought it was going to be and grieve it.
1: Yeah. And then The no. loss of what you thought it was going to be. The loss totally of reasonable. what you expected. It
2: was never yeah. real, but you still expected it. And it was your hopes and it was your dreams and it was what you thought. But then you can go into and begin enjoying and find the joy in this new life.
0: Well, Danny, as Julie and I talked about disappointing expectations in that clip. Um, I know you were thinking along with this because so many parents, uh, there's almost a grieving process because what I thought It's just not going to happen, or it probably isn't going to happen, or there's no way it's going to happen. We just have to deal with a reset, but
3: grief is part of that. Yeah, I'm glad you guys talked about it. Julie just had some great things to say about this, and I I would say that it's so important for a parent to lean into what is there in order to be able to love. You have to grieve in order to move past those initial emotions. It's so healthy to grieve and say this is what I thought was going to be and it's not there and accepting that because then you have an adaptive mind and you can adjust to what is in front of you and this is this child mm-hmm. that is needing something from you and the first one is love and acceptance for who they are and I just recently was on a on a bike ride with my with my family and we we came really close to this a couple with their, their adult son who's severely autistic and had some other uh, special needs challenges. And they were so loving to him and so caring. I just I just stared for a little while from a distance just saying, Lord, thank you for that gift of being able to watch those parents uh, love their adult child while he was uh, looking around the lake and, and pointing, and, and they were trying to guide him along, knowing that, that he was— Doing some things to other people around the lake that for them could have been embarrassing, but they weren't apologizing for it. They were just guiding their son and loving him along the way and having a nice walk around the lake. And, man, that's just—we learn about God's love in those moments, and I got to watch a piece of that. And you know
0: those parents didn't envision when that young man was born, that adult son, they didn't envision that moment. But there's a there's a blessedness of the moment. And I, yeah. I shared in the conversation with Julie about our son, Zane, we've had that boy in our family for 20 years almost. Mm. And I'm just now getting to a point, and this is kind of embarrassing to say, but I'm just now getting to a point of saying, God, I accept the ministry that you have for me mm. in my family with this young man. He still needs a lot of attention. He still has a lot of growth and a lot of wonderful potential. Um, it's a lot of hard parenting. Yeah. But I accept it, Lord, because uh, my expectation was different for when I'm in my mid-60s and we have you know, an empty nest. It's just different. But there is a wonderful thing of accepting what God has for us right in the here and the now.
3: Yeah, and John, the parents look tired. Uh-huh. They look tired. I gave them a, a big smile, and I think that was life-giving in that moment. Mm-hmm. He, they knew. It wasn't a a smile that was fake, it was genuine, like saying, man, thank you. You were radiating, way to go. And and people need that. Mm -hmm. And this is not going to be something that is not tiring. And know that, and we want to encourage you today.
0: Yeah, and to the extent that we can, please know, if you're not getting uh, your cup filled, if you're raising a special needs child, um... It's exhausting, and we understand that, and we would like to offer the resources we have here at Focus to help you. Uh, Primarily, I'm going to encourage you to call and talk to one of our counselors. Uh, Call the 800 number, 800-A-FAMILY, and ask to uh, have a time set up for one of those counselors to call you. They are terrific. They're great listeners. Uh, They're very uh, empathic. They will guide you and direct you. They'll fill your cup up and help you take the next step. Um, and again, those, those counselors are a service provided by our donor community. We have a lot of generous donors who care for you. And we'll encourage you, again, call 800-A-FAMILY. And then if you have a child on the spectrum, get a copy of Julie's terrific book, United in Autism. We've made a bundle of the book and uh, a free download of our entire conversation with Julie. And we're making that available to you for a gift of any amount today. So donate today and request that book and audio download. Uh, The details are in the episode notes. We'll hear more from Julie about how to respond well, even when parenting your special needs child is hard. Uh, For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.
4: Your kids are unique, and so are you. You have your strengths as a parent and areas of growth, too. Find out what they are by taking the seven traits of effective parenting assessment from Focus on the Family. Find out how you're doing on traits like gratitude, grace, and other research-backed traits. When you're done, we'll give you a detailed PDF with several pages of content on how to use your unique strengths and how to work on your areas of growth. This simple framework shows you how to be an effective mom or dad in daily family life. A parent who recognizes your imperfections and finds ways to thrive. You'll also get access to other resources from Focus on the Family to help you keep growing into the best parent for your kids. It only takes a few minutes to boost your parenting. Take the 7 Traits of Effective Parenting Assessment at ParentingTraits.com. That's ParentingTraits.com.